Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome to the show. This is Home Stretch Radio, and I will be your host, Aaron. Uh, today will be the first episode of Home Stretch Radio. So um, I'd like to go ahead and let you know a little about myself before I start. Um, I'll just let you know a little bit about me. Um, I've been watching NASCAR now about two years, essentially. Um, started watching last year. Uh, first race I ever watched was Martinsville. Uh, I was when Kurt Busch won the race after Brad Kowalski wrecked into him. It was a really good race to watch. It got me really hooked into it. So I've been watching every race since then. I think I've only missed about one or two. Um, so I've been really into it ever since then, um, especially what I do for the most part is I have free time. Um, getting back to the show, what we're going to be doing, um, we'll be talking about New Hampshire. Um, so i like to go ahead and start off by talking about the pre-race. So big headline was about Clint Boyer. Will he be in or out? Um, moving on to the chase the next round. Um, and then about his appeal. So starting off with his likelihood of being in or out, um, I think we all know that he doesn't really have a chance of even moving on to the next round unless he locks out his one race, but um, I've never seen that happen um, as long as I've been watching him. doesn't seem to be good enough to do that with the equipment he has, so more than likely we're not going to see anything like that happening. And then talking about his appeal, um, 
So Michael Waltrip Racing, the 15 team was caught cheating. Um, trying to remember what they did. Um, they had an illegal uh, tie rod, I believe. So they had a party that was giving them some sort of advantage, even though I think they finished like top 30s on the first chase race. Um, so it really didn't help them. Uh, but they were penalized. I think they got penalized 25 points. Um, as it is currently in the chase standings, the Clint Boyer is going to be on the bottom. Um, so he's down 81 points from the leader, Matt Kenseth. So it really hurt him, put him out of contention for even pointing his way into the next round. So he'd have to win, which is nearly impossible for, for that team to be able to do. So, yeah, there's no real way he'll be in the next round. And then that appeal uh, was denied or didn't go through for them, so they're going to have to try to reappeal, I guess, again. That's what they're doing now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. More than likely, nothing's going to happen for them when it, gets, when it comes down to them getting those points back or getting any sort of help moving on. Um, so the next uh, story after that one was uh, about Furniture Road Racing. And their move to Toyota, uh, a lot of people say that that's a good thing. Um, I don't really see it as such. I mean, JGR has been dominant, and their manufacturer is Toyota. Uh, but they haven't seemed to have that consistency it takes uh, to win championships, the, the manufacturer Toyota. They have uh, no championships as of yet. It might happen this year, but I doubt it. Uh, they just don't have a real good track record when it comes to NASCAR. Um, so a lot of people seem excited for it, and I can see why with JGR being as hot as they are. But I don't think it's the equipment that's really helping JGR. I think they have all the talent there, and they're getting enough from their equipment to perform. Um, it might not be the equipment itself. It could be a something else. Uh, we don't know. It's just Toyota. They make it seem like Toyota's been working on their engines and all of a sudden Toyota's like God's here, which isn't true. Um, but I don't see a commercial road racing movie to Toyota as a really good thing. So I think if anything, it's going to hurt the next year. Um, having to move from one manufacturer to the other. But we'll all have to see for that one. Where they're at now with uh, General Motors, they're doing pretty good with their Chevrolet manufacturer. Um, I just don't know why, when you're having your best season ever, essentially, that you're going to move over to another manufacturer. It's such a big change. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so moving on from that, uh, Jeff Gordon, he uh, did become the, you know, the champion for, uh, I guess, an Ironman. Um, so he's um, has the most, I guess, consistency out of all drivers when it comes to an attendance for races, I guess you could say. Um, and that's really cool. Um, it's a real uh, testament to his uh, durability and commitment to the sport, um, being there and uh, even if he's sick or struggling and it's always there, always performing. It's really good uh, mark for him. 
especially on his uh, last season as he's going into retirement. So that's, that's a real good story there. Moving on to the race now. Um, the New Hampshire race. I, I I normally hate this track, but uh, last week's race was pretty good. Um, I think it's all the, the headlines and the drama that made it pretty entertaining. Um, it did turn into a fuel race at the end, which could either be good or bad, depending on um, how it unfolds. But um, there's been a lot of exciting fuel, fuel mileage races this year, so it turned out to be a good thing, actually. Um, let's see here. So starting off, I'll go ahead and do the recaps of the race. Go ahead and let you know some who was the leader and if there was cautions or whatnot. So starting off, uh, Edwards had the pole, and uh, he led early. He, uh, he was able to dominate for the first 20 laps. Held the lead against Harvick. But Harvick was able to claim the lead from Edwards after the 20 laps. Um, what he essentially did was uh, pressured him lap after lap until eventually um, tapping into Edwards, essentially, and um, having um, having him move over so he can take that spot. Then a lot of Larry states there was a caution on roll throughout the first caution. A lot 47, Landon Castle, a, a draw flew on the track. Uh, he had a power, power uh, steering leak. Um, in lap 60, uh, Tony Stewart brought out the caution. He had a flat left front. Uh, but if I don't mention a lead change, that means whoever I mentioned last was leading through the whole thing. So Harvard essentially dominated the whole race early. Um, it was surprising for New Hampshire that there was a lot of uh, tire wear. A lot of people had flat tires. Um, so moving on, at lap 120, um, so it was a big, uh, I guess, green flag run, about 60 laps, until Alex Bowman brought out the caution uh, when his throttle got stuck. So... I believe he hit the wall. Um, then, let's see here. Kyle Bush had a flat right tire. That's a lap 160, so about a 40 more laps there, 40 or so, a little less than that of uh, racing. Uh, this whole time, Harvest was dominating. During that caution that uh, Bush brought out, Edwards had a, he was penalized uh, for his uh, crew removing equipment out of, from the pit box. And that was when um, his fuel tank had got stuck on the car and essentially drug it out barely out of the pit box, but it was enough to be uh, penalized. Then around lap uh, 190, Kansas uh, took the lead after the caution. Kyle Bush uh, came back out. So he was able to repair his car from that uh, wall hit, I guess you could say, and was able to make some laps, try to make some, I guess, some points. Now, lap 200, Jimmy Johnson's front left tire went down. Uh, there was no, it was no caution, so he had a pit on green, which left him going a lap down. 
So there was a lot, a lot of tire wear, um, a lot of flats. Uh, people, I mean, we don't know uh, New Hampshire to be so bad on tires, so I don't, we don't know if people, the crews were experimenting with uh, setups or anything like that, but a lot of flats. That lap 204, Danica spins up the track, comes back down and gets hit by David Reagan. He brings out the red flag. So she was spun out by Newman. She went up the track towards the wall. Then she rolled back down. For whatever reason, she didn't hold down her brakes after she got hit and uh, went towards the wall. She didn't hit the wall, but she went up towards the wall. And as she was coming down, she didn't hold the brakes or hit the brakes. She was just uh, rolling. And then she rolled right in front of uh, David Reagan, which left him wrecking. And then after she got hit by David Reagan, then she wants to hold the brakes. Um, so that was pretty hilarious because it was kind of obvious that she wasn't holding the brakes and all the commentators were saying that, well, maybe she uh, had some damage where her brake system failed and she wasn't able to brake. After she got hit by Reagan, magically she holds the brakes. Um, just didn't make sense to me why she wouldn't. But then again, I've never been spun out in a car like that, so I don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, David Reagan wasn't happy about it. He said the same thing. He didn't know why she wouldn't hold the brakes. Uh, moving on from that, um, Bob 2.11, the 34 rest on the wall brings up another caution. Uh, lap 82, well, well, it's 82 to go. Uh, Denny Hamlin uh, takes the lead from Matt Kenseth. And then at lap six, well, 65 to go, there's a caution of the 51. He gets a flat right front and ends up in the wall. Then, uh, Biffle and Kozlowski fight for lead after the restart, and Biffle actually takes the lead. Um, then the two car was black flag for the restart uh, from second place. Essentially, what happened was um, during that restart, after that caution, um, Kozlowski tried to time the restart essentially to get the jump on Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle waited till the last second to start going, and when he started going, he didn't really take off. It was almost like he spun the tires. So Kozlowski just flew out in front, but instead of taking the lead, he uh, let off the gas, let Biffle take the lead, and then he raced him after the, after the first lap and um, was able to take the lead from Biffle. But after a few laps, NASCAR did decide to black flag Kozlowski for that restart, um, saying that he took control, you know. And um, Biffle was able to hold the lead until 53 to go. Well, at 53 to go, Kozlowski served the penalty. And Boyer came to a pit, and he thought he had a flat. So his luck goes from bad to worse. He pits on a green flag, run, and then at 49 to go, Harvard takes the lead from Biffle. At three to go, Harvard goes empty. So Harvard ground gas. Um, I guess what happened earlier in the race was that uh, the crew chief, uh, Childress, was watching a, a video feed of Harvard, and there was a delay. So 
what he was seeing was uh, actually not like physically live. It was a few seconds of delay. And when he told him to come in to pit, uh, Harvick had already passed the pitting zone. So essentially he missed uh, his opportunity to get extra gas so he could finish out the race. And instead of saying, um, well, instead of just dealing, well, instead of coming back in and getting gas, what uh, they decided to do was just try to run as, run as long as they can, try to make a finish with what they got. Uh, it didn't work out for them. They went empty. Kenza took the lead. Then after that, Junior ran out of gas. And I guess with that story, with Junior running out of gas, is that they didn't know they were running out of gas. They had thought that. And their pre, well, their last two pits that they had gotten full tanks and gas, but they didn't. So essentially, it was just, um, I don't know, bad on the team for not not filling up the car on both those pit stops. But Junior ran out of gas, and then Kurt Bush also ran out of gas at one to go. Then Kansas, he ran out the last lap and was able to win the race. So in total, you had Harvard running out of gas, you have a Junior running out of gas, then you have Kurt Bush running out of gas. And then we move on to the post-race. So it almost seems like the four team is cracking under pressure now. After everything that's happened, um, so with uh, Chicago Land, then Junior got, I don't know, not Junior, uh, Jimmy Johnson got into Kevin Harvick. His spotter had messed up and told Kevin Harvick, well, Kevin Harvick's spotter messed up and told Kevin Harvick that he was four wide, so Harvick fought to hold his position. That way he wouldn't go into the, any other car. And uh, Jimmy Johnson didn't have any room, so he forced his way in. And I'm sure we all know what happened with that. Um, uh, Kevin Harvick got some tire rub and he ended up getting a flat later, a few laps later, and uh, going into the wall. He finished that race, Chicago Land. Kevin Harvard, no, yeah, Kevin Harvard finished the first race, so second to last, which screwed up his points race. So essentially, he had to win to get in from there on. I mean, if he was going to get top ten, maybe he can make it by points, but it was going to be a struggle. Um, so essentially, there, his crew chief messed up. Kevin Harvick himself messed up, and then his spotter messed up. Crew chief should have brought him in after he had the tire rub. Spotter said he was for a while, he wasn't, and then Kevin Harvick should have gave more space to Jimmy Johnson. And then last week at New Hampshire, I don't know why the crew chief was relying on that video feed. Maybe they should have told him the pit earlier. I, I, I don't really know what went on with that. But why wouldn't they have brought it in after that? I mean, even if you do go lap down, there's only about 15 cars on the lead lap. I mean, you're not going to do too bad. He ended up finishing that race uh, 21st. So... The defending champion is essentially doing a pretty bad job 
at performing in this year's chase. That could be due to too much confidence. It could have got to his head. Um, or the whole team said essentially because they're all at Tampa collectively. So we won't know until uh, Dover. Uh, Kevin Harvick, we all know that um, he's Mr. Clutch. Let's see if his team can clutch a win too. It, if there's one driver that had to perform in this situation, I would want my driver to be Kevin Harvick out of all the drivers in this scenario where you have to win. This is you got to do it. I, I would pick Kevin Harvick. So if anyone's going to be able to do it, he'd be the guy to do it. But moving on from that. There was a lot of talk about the penalty when it comes to Keselowski. <clears throat> As I mentioned earlier, um, Keselowski kind of jumped the start. He expected Biffle to go earlier than he did. Uh, Biffle got a late restart. Well, he took off late in the restart. Right at the end of the restart box. And when he did, it seemed like he spun the tires. So you would think if uh, the control car spins his tires and you're Let's say you're in second place. The control car is going to be getting ran by all these cars because they're not spinning their tires and they're they're trying to go and they need to make all the spots. Restarts are probably one of the most important things in the sport now. Now that we always have caution, um, so everybody's trying to get as much as they can. Uh, so the car that spins the tires is going to get ran over. Do you, as the second place car, allow yourself to get ran over as well? to not try to bring out the caution, or do you try to risk it and get out of the way at the same time, nearly take the lead to avoid getting wrecked into and also getting the advantage off the restart. Uh, so Keselowski, he decided to risk it. Um, I don't know. He did, I don't think he knew that uh, Biffle was going to spin his tires or even wait to do the restart, but um, it, it turned out that way. One thing that, that Keselowski did do is he gave a lead back to Craig Biffle. And a lot of people were saying, well, then he shouldn't be penalized because he didn't really get an advantage out of it. Sort of like in, um, I believe it's uh, Daytona or Talladega, or might be Baltimore, where you have the, the yellow line on the bottom of the track near the apron. And if you go below that line and then you gain spots, you'll essentially be penalized. So if you go below the line and then you don't gain any positions, you're just trying to get out of the way so you don't get wrecked, you're not penalized. And so people were trying to essentially say, well, that applies to restart as well. If you jump the start, you you get ahead of the leader, but you give the spot back to him, then you race him out for the rest of the race. Should you be penalized? No. I guess that didn't work out because NASCAR decided to penalize Kozlowski anyways. Um so there was a lot of talk about whether or not he deserved that penalty. Um, NASCAR decided to be strict this week, because last week at Chicagoland, they decided not to penalize Jeff Gordon when he had got a good jump off that start, the restart. I can't remember who he was restarting against now, but um, he got a really good jump. I think he did go a little early, and he took the lead from there on. And NASCAR didn't do anything about it. I think he might have been in the control car. just can't remember now. Um, but a lot of people were comparing it to that. And 
NASCAR was really lenient in that scenario. Might be because Jeff Gordon's on the last year and they're not trying to rile up all the fans. Uh, Seeming as Kozlowski is not as popular as Jeff Gordon. Uh, but at the same time, they talk about it week after week about jumping restarts and team meetings are talking about restarts. I've been hearing that for weeks and weeks now. So um, I guess Jeff Gordon, when he did that, he really got that to. Um, you really got the officials thinking whether or not they should uh, penalize uh, drivers for doing that, and I guess they decided they were going to do it from then on to not show weakness, I guess, to show that they mean business. And Kozlowski was just going to be the example. Um, but, yeah, let me know what you, you think about that. Uh, you can either write a comment or what, uh, letting me know what you thought about the restart, whether or not you should have been penalized. Um, honestly, me... It's kind of hard. Um, if NASCAR was more consistent in their calling, like uh, penalizing, I would say that was fine. But because of what happened with Jeff Gordon, uh, maybe they should have uh, really talked to the crew. They maybe had um NBC show that uh, the officials were dogging his uh, crew and his crew chief to show that they're serious. But to black flag a chase contender, especially Kozlowski, someone who's the favorite to win the whole championship over a restart, didn't seem right to me. Uh, let's see if he's even close to being eliminated. Hold on one second. So Kozlowski, yeah. Let me look like a computer. Yeah, he's not even on the bubble, so he's good as long as he doesn't wreck. In Dover, we'll see how that goes. So moving on from the restarts, let's go ahead and talk about where everybody got finished. Let me see how long I've been on this show so far. So I'll go ahead and read down the top twelve, and then I'll go from major players from then. I'll mention their spot. So, in first place, we had Matt Kansas won the race. Danny Hamlin took up second spot. Joe Logano in third. Greg Biffle in fourth. Uh, Carl Edwards in fifth. Jimmy Johnson in sixth. Jeff Gordon in seventh. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. in eighth. Casey Kane in ninth. Brian Newman in tenth. Tony Stewart in eleventh. Brad Kay in twelfth. So, Brad Kay was able to recover from that uh, penalty and get us off of the top. 13 spot, I guess you say, top 15 spot. Um, Ryan Newman had a top 10 finish. That's surprising. And even Tony Stewart had a top 11 finishing. With this terrible year that he's been having, years. Uh, Casey Kane showing up in ninth place. That's surprising. Yeah, a lot of people that you wouldn't expect to finish in the top 10 did. Uh, Jeff Gordon with the seventh place finish. Jeff Gordon, he's been driving like he's a top 15 car all year, so it's surprising that he got up there. Um, maybe if the people that ran out of fuel didn't run out of fuel, it would be more accurate to the, everybody's consistency, I guess. Um, but, yeah, a lot of, lot of surprises. Uh, Greg Biffle in fourth, that's probably his best finish all year. So... JGR was pretty dominant with Matt Kenseth in the first, Denny Hamlin second, 
Also, you had uh, Denny Hamlin and Matt Kansas both get a win so far this chase. So we only have JGR winners for the whole chase now. Um, let's look at the other drivers from 13th to 43rd. If there's any noticeable names. Ricky Stringhouse got 13th. That's surprising. Normally like a 25th car. Top 25. Um, got Kurt Busch was able to get a 19th even with the with uh, running out of fuel, Kevin Harvick eventually ended up in 21st spot. Then you had Dale Jr. 25th after running out of fuel as well. Clint Boyer, with everything that's going on, only manages to get a 26th uh, spot. He, even though he had that early green spot to stop that put him a lap down, it's not really good for um, MWR and them leaving, but at least they were able to get into the chase. Then from there, Paul Bush finished in 37th, which is really bad for them. Puts them in a really bad place with the chase standings. And then you got David Reagan in 41st after wrecking at Danica. That team has had a lot of trouble, a lot, a lot of trouble. They're trying to finish strong. That team's not going to exist. And then... uh. David Reagan, he's not going to have a ride after this year, so he's really trying to perform. But it's like every time they have a good run, he wrecks or someone spins them out, something happens. So looking at um, who's on the bubble for making it to the next round, starting from the bottom up, you got Clint Boyer on bottom. He's down 39 points. So there's not really a way he can point himself back in unless he wins the race last race, which is going to be Dover of this round. Then you got Kevin Harvick. Uh, he's 23 points down. So he's going to have to have a good top 10, top 5 run and then hope that someone else wrecks that's in, currently would be in the next round. And then you got Paul Menard. He's going to be a point down. And tied with him is going to be Kyle Bush um, after he had his flat tire, and then all damage. It eventually got him where he wouldn't uh, advance after this round if they were going to do so. Um, then you got Dale Jr. He's barely in by point. Jamie McMurray, he's one point above Jr. And then you got Jeff Gordon, 11 points look good. And then Martin Truex, he's going to be 14 points look good. So... Jeff Gordon and Martin Truex, as long as they finish within the top 10, top 15, it, they should be good to move on. Um, Jamie McMurray and Dale Earnhardt Jr. are going to have to race each other out. Um, try to survive Dover, which is not going to be easy. Dover is a pretty hard track. Then um, Kyle Busch is going to have to try to win or beat Jamie McMurray or Dale Earnhardt Jr. I've switched spots with him so he can get into the next round. Paul Menard is going to have to do the same thing. Um, the likelihood of that is going to be a lot less than Kyle Busch was to do so. So that's going to be a lot of a lot of problems for uh, Paul Menard moving on to the round. Everybody on the bubble. Um, as far as who's showing up, JGR. We all we all know about. It. Everybody's talking about JGR and how strong they are right now. 
Uh, they definitely are the strongest team out there right now. Uh, behind them is going to be Penske. Uh, not by much, they're not as dominant as JGR is at this moment. They've been consistently good all year. Whereas in the next team is going to be Jim Sports. They were good really early, but after the first half of the season, it seemed like Junior had to essentially carry that whole team for average, you know, top 10 finishes. Um, like uh, Jimmy Johnson and his team, it's like for whatever reason, they're not hot anymore. And it's like the team, well, the driver and the crew chief, they're, they're always arguing week in and week out. And it seems like they get pretty mean with each other. Then with Jeff Gordon and his crew, uh, you got the crew, the pit crew messing up. You got the crew chief messing up. And you got Jeff Gordon being negative, um, which I don't blame him for. I mean, his team is messing up. You got to call him out. So they've had a lot of uh, personal problems, I guess you could say. Um, you got Casey Kane probably one of the most overrated drivers there is right now for a top-tier equipment. Uh, he's performing as expected, at least to me. Uh, he's not a chase contender in my eyes, so not being a chase is not surprising me for a chase game. So that's going to be Hendrick, um, and why they're not doing so hot right now. Seems like they're they're having a lot of personal problems, and then it's not the best out there. See, when, we're, when people talk about equipment, they're not just talking about the manufacturer. They're talking about um, all the money that goes into, I guess, making a better car, um, finding what it takes to get speed. A lot of people think they're just talking about money, but that's not what it is. So they got money, but um, they just don't have the best equipment out there right now. Um, after them, it is hot after them. Probably be surprising. It's going to be a furniture row with Martin Truist Jr. They're doing pretty good right now. Well, actually, it's going to be Stuart Haas Racing. Don't forget about Stuart Haas Racing. Yeah, so SHFR, as much as I like Kurt Busch as a driver, he really doesn't represent a HSR, so. Or SHR. He doesn't really represent SHR. It's going to be uh, Kevin Harvard. And Harvard has been, that whole team, the driver team combo, seems like they're really crumbling under the pressure right now. I don't, I think that they might have had too much confidence going into it, thinking that it was going to be easy for them. And then here they are facing reality. So that's probably what's going on with that. And then Kurt Busch, I don't know what's up with that team. I've never really looked into the way that the driver communicates with his crew, but they've been consistently average. They were really hot early in the year, just like Jimmy Johnson was, getting on top three, top ten, top five finishes. But it seems like they've been pretty average after that. So, um, you know, Danica, no. <laughs> Just no. And then um, 
uh, Tony Stewart, while he had the best finish for <laughs> Stewart Off Racing at New Hampshire, I believe. So he's doing pretty good right now, even though he did announce his retirement, which is pretty disappointing. We don't like to see people like him go. So out of all the Chase drivers, Chase standings right now, for the top, I guess I'll say the top eight. Matt Kenseth is leading. Denny Hamlin is going to be leading. They both have a win, so points don't matter for them anymore. As far as points leaders without wins, Carl Edwards is going to be the points leader without wins. Then you're going to have after him, Joey Logano. He's going to be, let's see. And then you're going to get all these four points down from, uh, he's tied with Carl Edwards in points. And then you're going to have Jimmy Johnson third. Then in fourth, it's going to be Ryan Edmond. And then fifth, Kurt Busch. Sixth, it's going to be Brad Kay. And then you got Martin Chase Jr. So, and then uh, Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, Brad Kay, and Martin Chase Jr., they're all separated by one point. So if any of them have a bad day, they might be eliminated. But Dover's going to be a very exciting race. There's going to be a lot of drama. Um, normally, there are, like, a lot of wrecks and tires going down there, as far as what I can remember. So, it's going to be a lot of drama. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. As far as things that have happened since then, they did announce that um, Tony Stewart is going to be retiring after the end of next year. So, like I said, that's not not not, not something you want to see. Um, he's one of those older drivers. Um, but at the same time, I know I've been rooting for him to have a win ever since everything that happened last year. Since then, it hasn't happened. But looks like he's finally turning it around. I know Sonoma, he was having a good time qualifying. He had a good race. Ever since then, he's been having good moments. Um, doesn't get any uh, results out of it, though, as far as, like, wins or top ten finishes, but you could tell he got the talent to win. This hasn't happened for him. We don't know. I'm not sure why, if it's a crew or what, but he certainly has the equipment being from a Stewart Racing. We just don't know what it is that's stopping them and holding them back from winning. So let's see. I think it's going to be pretty much it for this episode yeah that's basically all I got for this show um really excited for Dover the junior's really gonna have to perform so let's see before I leave let's go and see who's gonna get eliminated who I predict will be eliminated next week so, Clint Boyer, for sure, is going to be eliminated. There's only going to be four people who will be eliminated. Clint Boyer is going to be eliminated. I'm hoping Kevin Hart will be eliminated. I don't think he will. Um is going to be eliminated. And then... Oh, it's tough. Damon McMurray is probably going to be eliminated. I'm going to get my notes one time. Who do I think will have a bad day
and Brad Kislev. So let's say that that's the the ball card. See if Brad Kislev will have problems when it comes to Delver. We'll see how that goes. So let's see. So I'm real excited for that. Peter's um, really going to have to perform. They're going to have to bring their A game. They've really flaked out since the chase started. Um, I thought they were the commentators were all hyped, or all the the media was hyping up uh, Greg Ives boiling under pressure essentially and flaking, but it's, it's what's happening um, with them running out of gas. Kyle Bush, he's always like a hey, driver. He's really going to do really good. He's going to wreck. Uh, but I think he's he's grown up a lot this year, and I think that he can pull it together to advance to the next stage. Kevin Harvick, like I said earlier, he's that guy I would want to have driving in that scenario. So I, I think he has it in him to um, pull out a victory. Uh, David Murray, he's been happy all year. Never, he was really strong last year in the chase. But this year, it really hasn't shown up. Martin Truex Jr. has been consistently a good average, so I think he'll advance. Brad Kay has been just having all kinds of bad luck this year. Uh, it was like last year he was winning all of these races towards this this time of the year, but he really hasn't shown up. Kurt Busch is just being average Kurt Busch. Uh, he's good, but he's not doing excellent, so... I think he's good enough to advance, but um, I don't know if he's excellent to uh, go on from there. Uh, Ryan Newman, he's going to try to play his way in. He's consistent. He's consistent enough to advance. Um, like Kerbush, we'll see what he can do in the next round. Jimmy Johnson, his home is Dover. Um, but then again, they've had well, what I believe is the most pressure coming into the chase because they have been performing this year towards the end of the season. And this being Jimmy Johnson's favorite, or I guess this is the track that Jimmy Johnson expects to win every time he gets But he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. And who knows if he's going to be able to uh, come out with a victory or even finish in top 20. He might have um, trouble. Joey Logano, he's consistently great. So I don't even see him not. Moving on, and then Carl Edwards, he's going to move on. I mean, he's been doing really good. Um, I think consistently above average, so I don't, I don't, I don't see him having any troubles at all. So with that, I'm all out. Um, I have to end the call here. Really excited for the race. Definitely make sure to watch that one. There's going to be all kinds of drama, uh, especially the way things have been going this year. It's going to be interesting to see how restarts are, how much risk people are going to take. Um, see what the number 15 team is going to do, Clint Boyer, see if they can actually come out with a win. <laughs> um, and then Kevin Harvick, if he's going to come out with a good finish. And Kyle Bush and Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
there's all these people here that need to perform, that have the talent, but can they pull it together with this one race to go before they're eliminated? So it's been good talking to you guys. I'm going to end it here. Um, hopefully I'll see you guys on uh, Monday. Uh, might be Sunday night. But um, until then, nice talking to you.